Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hockey friends and families around the world, welcome to yet another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey with Mike Benelli and Christy Casciano Burns. I'm Lee Elias. Today we have a very special guest with us. Ray Carcillo is a good friend of mine. I'll explain why this is kind of a crossover episode in a minute. But uh, we're here with Ray today because we're going to be talking about video games and gaming and online stuff. If you're a parent listening at home, this is a very important episode for you, whether you think it is or not. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Ray. Ray is no stranger to sports, gaming, and media. He spent three years as a producer and a reporter for ESPN Radio and ESPN Video Games, seven years as the reviews and previews editor for Electronic Gaming Monthly, and as a writer and producer for DC Daily. He's currently the brand marketing manager and the community manager for Boss Teen Games, and he is joining us here today to talk about the digital world's place within the real world when it comes to young athletes and kids and coaches and parents. So, Ray, first off, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, everybody. That was a great intro, Lee. Expected nothing less. Thank you. Right. So for those of you at home who don't know, Ray is actually a co-host of mine on another show we do called Geeks Who Like Sports. And what's funny is he usually does this intro. That's one of the rare times where I'm doing the intro for a show. But Ray, we're not here to talk about geek stuff today, kind of. Uh, we are here to talk <laughs> about sports. We might as well call it sports fans who like geeks today. But uh, you know, the first question, Ray, and, and I want to jump right into it, is you've been around the gaming world for most of your life. So yes. the first question is this, how has it changed from when you were a kid to now in, regard, in regards to the interconnectivity it's allowed for players to have? Because when we were kids, it was you played the game and that was it. Now it's a totally different world. Well, yeah. I mean, since the advent of things like Xbox Live in the early 2000s uh, and also Dreamcast had some internet capabilities in the late 90s. Uh, yeah, it's completely different than how we grew up, right? You never had the idea. The idea of playing with somebody on the other side of the world was... Was, a, was never even in most people's heads, right? Like, I mean, we gotta remember, we also grew up in the era where you had to uh, pay money to dial someone long distance. Right. You know, that that's all gone by the wayside now as technology has advanced. And now uh, with video games, it feels like you can play with somebody, like they're right in the same room with you if you have the right headset and the right webcam. And uh, yeah, so it's complete, completely connected now as much as we are here uh, on Zoom recording this podcast. <laughs> right, absolutely. And What's going to be interesting about this show today, Ray, is that Mike is a very, very experienced coach. And Christy is a very experienced parent, I guess I could look at, among other things, right, Christy? <laughs> and what I like about this is we're going to really be able to toss this conversation around where uh, Mike will take it from more of a coaching perspective. And I know Mike has seen his kids 
you know, have results of playing games, both good and bad. And Christy admittedly doesn't know a lot about gaming. I guess that comes with being an anchor for a long time at a very professional news network that we won't name on here, but it's great, Christy, because I was saying before the show that sometimes it's what we don't know that can become the issue with the larger audience at hand. So Ray, I do want to jump into the next question, um, which is that, you know, parents should have to balance gaming with real life activities. You know, if you ask any kid, most of them are going to want to game all day, yes. but I, I want everyone to hear it from you. Someone who does game <laughs> a lot, that you right. need to balance these two things. I, I, that's my biggest concern. Right. It's yeah. too much, too much. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's it's really easy for the game to be like a built-in babysitter, uh, not to knock my own parents, but I know that whenever they needed to be quiet or something, it'd be like, here, go play your Nintendo, go, go. So it'd be, it could become a uh, definitely a tool, in, in, uh, an easier tool to make things uh, sometimes if your kids are especially rowdy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you need to strike that balance. Right, for sure, because it, it would you could very easily fall into the hole and the trap of playing games for six, eight, ten hours a day, or like me, like I used to way back in the day, you'd go 24 hours straight. You just keep on playing until you finally passed out in front of the console. <laughs> yeah, you just kept on just keep on going. Super Mario RPG, Fallout, didn't matter. Let's go. Just keep on playing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, definitely finding a way, being able to, you know, putting them on a time limit, making sure be like, hey, next save point, let's let's hop off the console and uh, or next, you know, can you get off now? It's like, you know, because obviously <clears throat> the last thing you want to do is also make, you know, just shut the system off when in the middle of a save because they'll hate you forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you don't. What's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah, you don't understand when you when you're so close to a to right. a goal that if you're not at that save point, so yeah. having that leeway a little bit sometimes being like, hey, listen, the next save point's right around this hill or something. No, no, it's dinner time. No, no, you're done. No. So this you're is done. where I'm going to get off in. that thing yeah. so, and come and eat. So, That's a, it. A, a few things. So okay, din dinner time usually is an exception. Uh, for a lot of this, there is part of this culture now that's clashing. Okay, mm -hmm. and it's funny because Ray and I received one end of it, but but you know, as a young parent myself. I'm on the other side of this issue now with my own kid. Now, this is what's funny about it, okay? There is this kind of stigma um, from anybody that's probably 35 or up that uh, video games will ruin your mind, they'll rot your brain, they're a waste of time. I don't subscribe to that. These are my talking points every day. So like, no, oh, keep going. Keep no, going. no, no, no. <laughs> These are all wrong. Yeah, it, They've all true. been debunked. Repeatedly. Amen, brother. Amen. Right, well, now, this is what I'm saying. Th th this is the contention point on this episode that a lot of parents have to yeah, realize and, and, and Ray and I are going to probably be on the same side here and you two might not be on the same side here with us but the truth is this I'm not against gaming I think gaming is a is, is a really great thing I think mm. we'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute Ray but there's a lot of positive communities on gaming it's a place for yes. people to meet each other and if it's done correctly meaning in moderation yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with it I don't think it's a waste of time and mm. I think that again when we look back to the arcade era or even the early Nintendo Sega era I can see how that would drone out because you're literally just sitting there yourself secluded. But Ray, mm -hmm. you can dive into this. The gaming world is totally different today. In fact, it's, it's, I'll just bring it to the next question because it kind of leads into that. But you know, how can certain games and communities both detract and enhance social interaction with young kids? And really, I'm asking, what are the dangers and the benefits? You can tackle one and then we can dive into the other. Yeah, I mean, well, there's definitely, I mean, there's, there is both, right? There are definitely pros and cons, like with a lot of things. Um, I think the pros for sure is that, well, first off, it's been proven that games help with your critical thinking skills. Uh, they help with 
um, you know, problem solving and things of that nature. They actually exercise a piece of the brain that doesn't always get exercised a lot of times in school or, or play um, because they're oftentimes throwing problems at people that don't always come in those forms or right? they, they wrap them up in an entertaining form and give kids a chance to really kind of expand their creativity that way. And other, in terms of social aspects, now with certain games, um, with being able to talk to people over headsets, there's things like Discord, there's specific programs that you can sign in. I kind of called Discord a glorified AOL chat room for back in the day, <laughs> but now it, it really has become this place where there are certain games, you have a community, you have community managers, you have people like myself whose job it is to try to moderate these communities. And then you know, try and build this positive community for people to the way they can interact, they can play with each other, they can they can find, you know, play dates, they can find ways that, like, hey, I'm going to be online at this time, uh, in this world, here's my gamer tag. And, you know, a lot of times, this is a great way for kids to interact, especially nowadays. I mean, you know, I've, you know we're in the middle of a pandemic or hopefully coming out of it. Uh, it's been a great way for people to stay connected. I know that for me, a lot of ways, uh, I, my, my community, when I do on Twitch, uh, a lot of kids have really appreciated because I mostly do sports games and they appreciate it because they can come into my Twitch. They can talk with me. They can talk with other sports fans about sports games and sports in general. And it's something that they've lost because they haven't had a chance to be in school with their buddies for the past year plus. So there, there's definitely positive uh, ways to interact and to build this social dynamic with kids. With, All right, but there's also the darker side. I mean, I get nervous <laughs> when I don't know who these people are, my kids are talking to. So how do I screen that? How do I make sure that they're not talking to people who have, um, you know, bad intentions? Well, I mean, there's definitely got to be some some guidelines and some education in terms of what they can and can't do. You know, being in a chat room and just having a friendly conversation with someone's no harm. But if somebody starts asking for private information, location, email, phone numbers, we start when that's when you got to be like, no, no, don't do that. In fact, all the time in my own chat, when people start doing that, I either either I time them out and say, hey, listen, this is a warning. Do not do this do not ask for personal information or if they're very aggressive with it we we ban them they we kick them out of the chat we permanently ban them we don't let them back in um because you have to be aware of these things i mean the beautiful thing about things like twitch um a lot of times you can see them on your computer screen you can see them on your phone and so it's just a matter of monitoring you know the screen time of your child and making sure that you know what they're doing and who they're watching and being aware of sometimes the bigger names right like ninja or shroud these are the bigger twitch streamers much like anybody would watch a a, a, a talk show on television right mm -hmm. um so most of those times, those communities are, are, are larger and more active and they have mods in there, making sure to try and keep it as safe as possible. Um, but also may, being aware of what games that they're, they are watching when they're, when they're on in these, uh, in these chats. They might be watching games that you don't want them, don't want them to watch. Right. The ESRB is out there for a reason, folks. It's, like, it's the video game. Those are known it's the video game rating system similar to films. E is for everyone. T is for teen. M is for mature. Um, there's oh, the E10+, plus, which is obviously everyone, but recommended 10 and older, which is kind of like PG-13. Yeah, that's their version of that, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, making sure that you're aware of what your kids are playing and what they're ingesting, you know, that's something that I have to deal with every day in, in, in my community where it's it's clear we have a, a game that's pretty much E for everyone. It has cartoon violence. So it's kind of like 12 and 10, 10 or 12 and up, but it's um it's pretty tame in 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 that regards but like there are typically kids in there and when sometimes we have to say hey listen we 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 we're going to we're going to ask you to leave cuz we suspect that this isn't this isn't an appropriate chat room for you because we get 
get the sense. Obviously, we have no way of knowing for sure that they are somebody younger. Typically, you start looking for signs like grammar. You start looking at questions that they ask. You start looking at, um, you know, their activity in terms of the game and things of that nature. Um, so you try to, you try to do it. You try to be as active as possible. Same thing with my stream. I make sure that it's marked family friendly. You know, that means I have to act in within a certain amount of parameters. Like I, I avoid swearing as much as possible. I avoid, and again, I mostly do sports games. If I do an M rated game, I put a warning up beforehand saying, Hey, listen, we're doing a bloody game today. We're doing a game with a lot of swearing. I'm not going to be doing any swearing or anything, but just so you guys are aware, you know, and trying, trying to be active. Now, of course, not everybody is as, as proactive as I am, but again, it's just making sure that you are as educated as possible in what your children are watching and consuming like you would be with any other television show or movie. Oh, thank yeah, well, you for that. I appreciate that guidance. Yeah, and Ray, I think, and, and Lee, right? And Christy, I think it's the same. If you, if you drop your kids off at the park and you don't know who the kids are at the park and you just let them hang out with uh, unsavory characters, that's your job as a parent, right? But Ray, I just right. want to go back real quick and, and Leah, just to step in, because you draw, you've drawn me in to the community part, right? Because everything we talk about with teams and youth sports is building communities. And we just have to build, you know, and the way I look at, the way I look at gaming to me mm -hmm. with, with, with team, let's, let's just talk about like 14 to 10 year olds. Okay. That community piece is so appealing to me because they're doing it, right? So how can we harness that and actually use it in a good way. Like how, how can we take this, this great response, you know, this great responsibility and, and use it in a way where we can build our teams and communities. So, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit more about, and I love Twitch. You know, I, I know the NWHL uses Twitch and, and I actually, mm -hmm. that's the only reason I knew about Twitch. I'm not a gamer. And then like all the kids I know are like, well, that's really cool. Do you have the Twitch app? Because I use that for gaming all day. I'm like, I, right. I don't know what, I, what, what you're talking about. Right. All I know is I can see right. hockey games. If and, and Ray, real quick before you answer this, I do want to yeah. say to the whole audience, if you've never heard of Twitch, Discord, uh, if you don't know what streaming is, and I, right. I, look, I'm not putting that past it. There's no judgment here. If you have young kids, you need to know what those places are. All right? Yeah. Because they're not small. We're going to get to that in a minute. But yeah. Twitch, Discord, again, the, the, the terminology yeah. that Ray is using, if it's not familiar to you, you might want to look up what these things are because they're yeah. incredibly powerful places. Anyway, Ray, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, just wanted and I should to also mention Facebook and YouTube now have huge gaming audiences as right. well. They've gotten right. into the space because obviously it's a huge moneymaker. We're not going to get into the economics of that. But yeah, yeah. gaming is, is permeated all your major social networks. Uh, but in terms of like building the community, I think it's, it's about trying to find you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing as any sport, right? It's like, it's like-minded people who have a common interest, who have a goal in mind, whether that's, you know, getting better at a game or getting, getting, getting together and learning certain skills, right? Like, you know, learning how to swing a baseball bat or hit a hockey puck, right? Or throw a football. It's the same as learning hit detection in a fighting game, which is for those of you who don't know, that's basically in the computer lingo. It's when the computer recognizes that if you throw a punch and it, it connects with the character model, it then registers on a health bar. That's what which, you refer which, to as- Which damn button is that? Which one is it? I can't figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's all the one. ones with the colors on it. It's the yeah, XYA, yeah. XYA, 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 XYA. So this is Greek to me. This is completely, you know, this, yes. is, this is foreign. For those foreign of you listening, yeah. Mike just held up an Xbox uh, controller. <laughs> yes. But I, but I, but I see that that's where I want you to go, Ray. I mean, I think mm. if I have a team, I have a bunch of 13 year olds. They're, right. they're disassociated, right? Basically- mm -hmm in real life, like forget about gaming, 
they go to the rink and they're texting each other across the bench. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so they're there. So this, to me, it looks like a way to, uh, to assimilate kids in, a, in an environment that they are already comfortable in. Right. And, and then using, you know, the video chat, the, the headsets, yeah. really feeling like you're part of the community and you're in you and you can be in like team it doesn't have to be hockey right i know we will right. maybe we'll talk about like the different aspects of learning through video games but it's just like the re- same reason i bring my kids to go do paintball i don't expect them to be paintball experts i expect them to be teammates and yeah. this way is just another vehicle to bring those teams together right Yes, this is a great way to uh, learn communication skills, right? Like bringing people together in order to, uh, if you can, if you can uh, work together to take a point in Call of Duty or Gears of War or uh, Plants vs. Zombies, if, if you have for younger children, you, you can definitely take those skills onto the field or the court or the rink. And, you know, again, being able to communicate with one another is a huge thing and you develop comfort level with, with, with people, right? Especially it's a great way to ingrain new people. Cause like you said, there's, if you have a new, you know, maybe an out of town, a, new, uh, a transfer student or somebody who's new to town and they want to join the team, make friends, typical games are a great way of, uh, having lowering that barrier of entry right and so this way it gets people talking because if you want to win you've got to talk in a video game because a lot of times especially in those games i mentioned you don't have the video chat going right you just have the headset and i think that in a way is a great way of getting people to learn about each other too because you have to have a conversation it's it's like an old school phone call you have to talk to each other right you can't there's no physical uh you know non-verbal cues or anything and i think that once you develop that rapport with each other and a game is a great way of doing that then you can then translate that stuff onto into your respective sport so i definitely think that you know if teams were to get together and play Fortnite and play um again plants versus zombies or play any other game that's out there that's especially team oriented apex legends um you know we leave a couple of our mutual friends travis and uh casey and i always play apex legends and, and we're constantly communicating with each other it helps that we're already friends but <laughs> even when i'm not when we're when, when i'm playing with strangers i always the first thing that i always ask is, is does anybody have a headset uh and if they do we typically have a leg up on the people who don't and I think that once people, you can, when you can communicate that message about communication and through games, you can translate it very easily, I think, into sports. Especially with the tactical games. Mm. Um, it's amazing sometimes, especially at the professional level, the level of communication that these uh, gaming teams have. You know, Mike, to, to even expand on that a little bit more, I, you know, we love to tell stories on this show. And uh, one of the, my favorite stories to tell of youth hockey, you know, a time period I don't talk about too much, but like, you know, sometime in the late 90s, uh, you know, we would go on tournaments. So I remember one year we went to Can-Am up at Lake Placid. And Lake Placid's a wonderful place. There's a lot of fun things to do there. When we weren't playing the games on the ice in the 1980 gold medal rink, we were playing Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey on N64 in our hotel rooms. And I remember that, you know, that's not an online game. There was no online game back in the day. But the bonding that we had just playing those games together of who had next, that was a huge deal to our team. So, Mike, what I'd say to you, and this is something experimental, but here's the deal. Every kid on your, on your team is chatting, like you said. They're all, they're all gamers. You know, I, I ask coaches all the time, how many kids on your team play games? Oh, it's 100%, right? Maybe encouraging a, a, a team online play of a tactical game and let them decide. They all, they'll know what they are. They'll know what they want to play. 
but you'd be surprised if you just suggest that like for team building today, we're going to play apex legends and we're, you know, it's okay. If you don't know what that is, we're going to do it. Do you have a team discord? The other funny part about this is, and, and, you know, you know, it's always funny when you think about things as an adult and we look at kids, adults do the same thing. Every adult league team I've ever been on has a community chat and a fantasy hockey league, every single one of them. That's gaming too. It's not the same thing as having a controller, but we do this as adults too. And why, why do we do it for bragging rights? Sure. But we do it because it's a way to bring the team together of a way to talk to each other. What do you so, mean? Peloton's making a whole life out of this, right? right I mean, you know, right. That, you're, you're, you're in a community yeah, absolutely. But I, but, and I love that. And I love, you know, cause I'm thinking back when I, was, my, when I was coaching in college, the kids used to bring the Sega, you know, game and they they figure out a way to hook it up to the TV with the, you know, and now it's not as easy, right? No, no, no Bluetooth. But it would be like the two really good players, like yeah. Brett Hull versus Wayne Gretzky. And then, but all the other kids were sitting on the bed in the hotel right. room. Watching. Watching <laughs> and cheering. And, 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 you know, you think back about, like, I never thought that was, like, crazy. I'm like, well, no, that's pretty that cool. Early days. I used to have a gigantic, I mean, I had a case, Mike, that I would bring with me. Like, it was a huge case right. strictly right. for my Nintendo 64 right? With all the games in it, yeah, I'd have a variety just in case someone played. Right. But I think from Christy and I's era, right. And, and, right. and I, my era, sorry, Christy, is, <laughs> is from my era that the, the fear is the, is the, the isolation, the kid in the closet playing video games by himself and, and isolating himself from the rest of the world. And that's where the fear comes in. Like for a parent, for me, right. You know, that, that are like, I would love it if I came down, I'm like, well, who are you playing with? I don't right. know some kid from some kid from Asia or yeah. some kid from Norway. Like that, I could deal with. But you it's always the, fear. The what fear you don't is understand. The, right. right. The kid no, living in his mom's basement till he's thirty years old playing video games. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, but but those guys are making a lot of money. So I think I think they I think <laughs> the <true>. the <laughs> idea is where is the fear, and then what can we do to to mitigate that fear by saying hey. There are there there is a world like right you know how, you know thirty years ago nobody would ever be a um, you know a computer programmer like people are like well that's the weirdest thing in the world why why would you ever want to do that it's, it's impossible to think like that but now like I know the school I went to they have gaming as a major like the, yeah. it's a whole gaming room like you walk that's... in and it's all monitors and. And they're and they're yeah. and they're learning well, how to. Most colleges do now. Um, when we did our yeah. college tours, I was so really impressed by uh, the amount of money and attention now being spent on the, you know, as a curriculum and as right. just catering as they have teams, you know, so you yes. can compete yeah. in college as a gamer. Yeah, so it's really programs. elevated the status in colleges too. Yeah, there's a lot of colleges now that, like you're saying, have pro esports teams. And you're even seeing this, you're seeing pro arenas being built. One, I think, is being done in Philly. I know one was finished in Vegas. There's the, one of the biggest ones here in LA. Uh, so, I mean, it's definitely growing by leaps and bounds to the point where it is it is a more social thing. And that's the great thing, too. Try, go see a video game tournament live. <laughs> Tr trust me, it is just as crazy, if not more so, than uh, any sporting event. You go to the Evo fighting game championship tournament and it is a party and it is, I mean, well, you know, obviously before COVID, hopefully next year we'll be back in person, but literally thousands upon people watching a big screen of people playing street fighter for, for tens of thousands of dollars in prize money. So yeah, but Ray, you're using the same argument that, that we've used as hockey people for years and years and years. You got to see it. Like I know, like everybody outside <laughs> our hockey world thinks you're crazy. Like you people are all nuts. 
Like, why would you, why would you like a sport like that? No, no, you got to be there. You got to feel the, the energy. And that's the same way that I'm seeing the, the, the gaming world evolve is that we don't, if you're not in the world of that, like, you know, seeing a hockey game on, uh, you know, on TV is much different than sitting by the glass, right. And, and feeling the right. hockey game. And my son says it all the time. Like, what are you doing? You're watching, like, you're watching somebody else play a video game. Like you're, you're, you're I said, this is, he goes, well, you watch, you watch uh, the Rangers. That's, That's somebody else playing hockey. Right. I go, all right, I, I, I get it, but I don't, I don't let, like let, it. Ray, let me, yeah. let me tee you off here because <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have Ray. Ray said, we're not going to get in the economics, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it, Ray, because I'm okay, going to, I want Ray to go into this stat because I guarantee you 90% of the audience listening to this show does not know this stat and it's this is where the comparison sets off everyone knows that professional sports is a big deal everyone knows what they are even if they don't go or watch it they know what they are ray you don't have to be exact here but could you bestow to the audience how big the gaming business is because i guarantee you people do not realize this till you say it so the gaming industry makes as much money in a year as the four major sports leagues and the movie industry combined. Um, so it, it, it dwarfs every other, every other major uh, entertainment industry, music, movies, every league, every sport, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS, you name it. The video game industry is leaps and bounds ahead of it in terms of how much money it pulls in. Right. It is, it is such a global, um, I mean, and also to go to your point, I think part of the reason is, is that gaming more than a lot of other uh, of these sports and industries and all this other stuff has a very low barrier of entry. All you need nowadays is a phone and there's free to play games on here. You can download them for, for, for nothing, including my game. Uh, but there's, there's, there's <laughs> tons of games you can get into and then you build a community and that's how you get involved. And that's how it starts. Um, well, we don't so have to I, like that, Ray. We don't, we don't have to, we don't have to uh, accept those numbers, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's fuzzy math, Ray. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't accept <laughs> that. Right? But I think it's, but it is, it's a, such a scary thing as a parent because we're, 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 we're coming out. We're not in that world. It's the same. You know, it's the same reason why we don't like kids, you know, not having belts on and their pants hanging down below their waist, right? It's, it's just <laughs> getting past the errors. It's the, right. things are changing. Things are changing. And especially in the gaming industry, things are changing at light speed. Technology, again, more than the video yeah. game industry has come farther in 30 years than the movie industry has come in 100 plus. And most sports, you know, sports, you know, for better or worse, have become have stagnated, right? We know the rules. They're set in place. You know, sometimes you hear about baseball talking about an electronic strike zone or something. But it, it's still there. It's it's. Uh, it's slow moving progress. It's glacial progress. Whereas games are moving at light speed. You have new systems every five or six years, new chips. You have more processing power now and a chip smaller than my pinky nail. Then, then you, you then used to be able to, that stuff used to power the space shuttle and they used to be the size of an entire room, <laughs> right. those computers. So, um, you know, you had, you used to be in NASA and whatnot. Now they're, they're, they're this big, right. And they're in, and they're on everybody's console, for less than five hundred dollars, you know. Yeah, I, don't you think that? Don't you think that's why it's so appealing, Ray, for kids to gravitate towards something that they have full control over? I have no control over if I'm watching my son, right, mm -hmm. play baseball. I have no control. He has no control over the strike zone. He has no control over his swing. He can't swing the way he can swing 
like a great player in a video game. And don't, but don't you think in a lot of ways that takes like that, that is a great analogy, that access, that a comfort level, that ability to say, I could be great at this in my, on my couch. And I think that's honestly like in our audience, that's to me, that's a, that's the fear. The fear is it's, it's too easy. It's too accessible. It's too fun. It, it, <laughs> it, it is. It, well, I mean, because it's just like you, you, because at the same time, you, they, you, you want them to be active. We got to break thinking your kids and, and, go. and that's the change. We got to break that stigma. Like, let me, let me I twist guess. this real quick to Christy. Christy, I, no, I, I, I could tell that when I, when we told, when Ray said that number, yeah. that was news to you. That jumped, right? that just right. spoke volumes. So, I can't believe the money involved, which concerns me to some degree <laughs> that there's no, because you know, <laughs> when it's big money, everybody wants their fingers into it. Right. You know what I mean? Now that, that's going to prove my point. Okay. Yeah. This is exactly why I'm, I'm kind of picking on you here. Okay. Because I want to turn this towards tips for parents a little bit here. I'm talking to both of you as parents. Now, if I told you there was an industry out there this big, that's, that is legit attracting children. doesn't even really matter what the industry is. That statement alone is kind of scary. You could equate that to cigarettes at one point in the history of the country. You could also equate it to sports. Okay. Cause like I said, you don't know, but as a parent, and Christy, I'm speaking to you directly here as a parent. If I told you that there's a monster industry that's attracting kids, you don't know much about it. What do you, or what do we need to do as parents then? Right. Alarm bells right away go off. Right. You know what? And I got to tell you, you know what concerns me, especially is the graphics are getting better and better and more detailed. They're also getting really graphic. I'm, I, it, it concerns me how violent these games have become. And my children create these characters that it really creeps me out. They look just like them in yep. the game i can't believe i i was like oh my god that's you that's you in the game joey yeah that's that's me i'm killing all these people uh, it's uh <laughs> it is hard it's, i mean it's come hard on, you to, it's, i'm sorry maybe i'm well like old-fashioned mom but that's that's hard to watch i gotta be honest with you, you know, i'm being honest with you, you. Know, it's hard they, to watch they, I, I understand that they've actually found most studies though that people typically the folks who play the more violent games tend to be less violent in real right. life. It's, it becomes an outlet. No, it's an outlet. It's an outlet and going also Yay. back to my point, it's, it's, it's an, it is an ego thing, right? It does hit that, that, that serotonin, that nice part of the brain that you know that when you press the A button, every time you're gonna jump this high, you're gonna, you're gonna swing the sword this hard, you're gonna shoot the gun like this, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is, what game it is. And I think that it's, it's learning a pattern um, and learning the rules of the game as much as you would learn the rules of a sport. And, and this time, though, you don't have the limitations that, that come from um, your natural God-given ability or lack thereof. Um, I think that what's great about the avatars and I think the re realism is, is that we are getting further and further and more Im immersed, but it's as much as reading a book or, or not as much. It's, it, but you put yourself... And you immerse yourself in a book, you immerse yourself in a movie. A game is just doing this the same way. The only difference is between a game and a movie is you have a controller in your hand and you have a, a say so, you have a, a, a level of agency about what happens. You, you are crafting your own story in a way, uh, which, which of course, just it, it's, it's a creative yeah. experience and it's a way of you know, interacting with media that you've never had before. Right, right? but this is, this, is why we're this is why we're competing. 
right? Because you're asking me to take a nine-year-old and come mm-hmm. at six o'clock at night. And I'm going to say, you must go to this cone and then you must go around the net. You must accept <laughs> the pass. You must give it to this kid and you have to go down this way. And the kid goes home and goes, I can do whatever the hell I want. I, I'm on, if I'm on, if I'm controlling my life. And so you think about from a, from an athletic point of view, because we're talking about athletics here. And because I just say to my, my kids with books, but I put the book down. It's too much. Like you're reading too much. You know? And I know that's, that is crazy. Cause you know, I can hardly read. I've myself, never said but, that to my kid, Mike. Oh, well, I know, but, but, but wait, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, put the book down. Like All that's right, like the right. Harry Potter world, right? Like right. you, 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 you live it. You're in it. You're, you're, you're engulfed in it. And, and I, you know, listen, you know, I played Dungeons and Dragons. I went through the whole process of like, uh, one of us, one, yeah, of, one us. of us. I'm like, I'm like, but I said, I'm like, Wait a minute. We've been in this room for 12 hours. I said, what the hell are we doing? Like, this is crazy. But I think it's the, the, the I, I don't know. Again, I feel, I, I don't know. I think I'm on Christie's side. I'm going to put my side on Christie's side of the screen here. That, I'm a Pac-Man girl. So that's where yeah, I am. But listen, I tried. I did. I did. Uh, I don't know what it was like. Big this game. Hunters, my game let, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here. Mike, know, I, I got to say something to you, Mike. So yeah, and, okay, and, please, Ray, Ray please me. correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is no study <laughs> that shows that video game violence leads to actual violence. There is correct. no science behind that, even though it's been said by politicians, it's been said by a lot of people, there is no correlation between video game violence and, and actual violence on a scientific level. Now, with that said, and this is where I'm going to win this battle since you've chosen a side, okay? Every single parent section I've ever sat at at a hockey game or just a regular hockey game is more violent <laughs> than the gaming community that I've been part of. And I can prove it to you right now. Ray and I were invited, um, it's almost two years ago now, to go to PAX West, which is one of the biggest gaming conventions in the country, uh, yep. to go as panelists. Yep, up in I Seattle. had no idea what to expect. I've never been to one of these, right? I'm not saying this in an in a, in a insulting way. It was the softest group of people I have ever met in my <laughs> entire life. There, no, no harm. They were, they were like, like harmless. They were also the most kind they were, they were completely outgoing in the sense of wanting to communicate with other gamers. It was a joy to be there. The only thing I would say is maybe the personal hygiene was a little bit below par. That it does right. is an issue at some point. Okay. Well, but when you're sitting a in a room for 15 violence. hours straight, I mean. Right, right. Well, Mike, you know, you play Dungeons and Dragons, so you get it. But no, that, that, that's my point is, is that, and, and, and again, Christy, this goes back to your point, right? Like, I, it's an understandable fear. Like, look, I'm a parent too, mm-hmm. okay? I think about what my kid's playing. That's why the rating system exists. That's why parents yes. must moderate what their kids are yes. watching and doing. It's not a babysitter, as, as Ray said that earlier in the show. Right. If you're going to leave your kid in front of the screen, let him watch whatever he wants. He's going he's gonna to end up on something he shouldn't be watching. He or she is going to end up on something they should not be watching. We're but playing. I got to say yeah. that there, there is no, no statistics to support any violence from video games transcends the game. Well, athletic yeah. parents don't care about statistics <laughs> Those things don't matter. Just on the ice, right? Mike, no, because if my kid's going to make it, they're going to make it. I know that. Don't give me the percentages. Right. Don't give me that. Kids should play cross ice and more touches. That's all BS. But listen, it's, it, it, you can see it. It's an appealing error. It's an appealing process. I, I, I like it for the, the, I think I like it for the reasons that I want to like it. Right? right. And, and for the team part and the maybe, maybe learning learning the game 
you know, if you're do, if you're yeah. doing a sport game, I mean, I and I probably where my where my like what I'd rather see is I think I'd mother, much rather see like NHL 21 over Fortnite or whatever. You know, yeah, like, you I'd, might rather be see, I'd rather see that. a kid hitting a baseball <laughs> than shooting somebody up in the street. I, that's just me. But right. I, you know, again, I guess it's all a matter of who your kid is. I love that. I, I love that that your your the process of saying, well, these kids aren't violent individuals. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's nothing that shows that they become violent from it. Right. But, but I mean, I'm just looking at, you know, I'm just looking at the yeah. face going, okay, well, oh, you're playing hockey. Okay, cool. You know what? It, it, same video, game, same too, video right? games are, are cause violence is the same argument that people were making against movies and music and comic yeah. books and all this other stuff. And it's just the newest thing on the block. Yeah, That's yeah. all it is. I also want to point out one other thing is that a lot of folks don't realize that a lot of pro esports teams also do have a physical regimen. They are required to stay in some sort of shape as well. In fact, actually, the Street Fighter pro, t- pro players a lot of times uh, in Japan have some of the most de- demanding physical regimens, forced usually to r- run several miles a day to try and keep themselves going because they understand that it isn't healthy for them in the long term, like, like you said, Mike, to sit in their basement all day for 10, 12 hours at, at a go. So a lot of these institutions also institute a level of physical activity. So a lot of these players do get outside. They might not be doing the coordination activities of hitting a ball or a puck or, or, or throwing a, you know, a football or something, but they do get outside and they do tend to be in some, in surprisingly good shape, a lot of them. Well, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you have the, your, your, your cortex going off, your, your body has to go with it. Right. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you, if your, your brain is going to develop, you have to be, you have to be, you have to have good nutrition. You have to have, you know, if you want to be the top of your game right. in any game, whether yes. you're thinking or, or playing. Right. So that's great. Yeah. The Mountain Dew and Doritos swilling uh, stereotype uh, is not an accurate one for many gamers. Not saying all, but there, <laughs> there are there are well, there are reasons why that image has popped up in most people's minds. But well, I'm I'm happy to hear all this myth busting. This yeah, is helping me, me understand what my children are doing. I do love that they play the NHL. They call it chill, I guess is what chill, they call it. Yeah. Chill, yeah. Chill. Yeah. Play chill. I'm like, what is that? Come on, let's go play chill. Yeah. And, they, and they'll do it for hours. And they kind of envision, I mean, they go battle against each other and they have their players. And they, they have a ball. And that's great. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad we're having this session because I got to tell you, I was really kind of uncomfortable with a lot of the, the video games they were playing and what they were doing and, and not knowing who they're talking to, you know, right. they got their headsets on, like, who are you talking to? Yeah, that's why we have to have these conversations. And, that, and that's <laughs> yes. the whole point. Look, look, I, I got to say this too, all right. Cause, cause you know, we, we need a taste of our own medicine here, especially on this show right now. And I'll tell you why, right. <laughs> we're always talking about how you shouldn't be playing hockey year round. We're always talking about you wouldn't be on the ice 12 hours a day, right? This is no different when it comes to gaming, right? You should not let your child game for 12 hours a day. It's excessive, right? In moderation. My son, for example, my, my son, th- this is actually funny now I'm thinking about it. My son was given his first Nintendo by Ray Carcillo. <laughs> okay. And, and he, he loves it. He's, he's really obsessed with it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you as, as a parent to almost a disturbing level. I'll even say that. Okay. But we've explained to our son, and this is the parenting part of it. Logan, if you want to earn the Nintendo time, you have to do some physical activity. You have to do well in school. You have to do all these things in moderation, and then you can continue to play your games. And he, and he will play for hours. Right. 
but we don't just let it take him over. I'm very conscious of what he's playing. He's not going to play any games rated M for mature. In fact, he's not going to play anything that's not an E for everything. Every yeah, I got a Mario Brothers. I did right. not get him like Call of Duty. I also want right. to put that out there. <laughs> right, but I, I, my point is that, that right. like coaches have a hard time following their own advice. You just have to apply the same logic, right? Now, and again, we love the idea that they're playing Chell, NHL 21 or whatever the year is when you're watching this, but here's the, here's the, here's the deal. Now, now we're, we're always talking on this show about don't do hockey all the time. So if the kid doesn't want to play the NHL game, I hate the NHL games. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm not yeah. a fan. Right, I want to play something else. Yeah, they're not good games. We'll, they're they're kind of starting on to decline. NHL 18, 18 was very good. They're on a decline. Right. We're not going to get into it, but they, they're in a, no. it's a new console it's generation, show. whole hardware thing. Yeah. Right. I, I just want my kids to open up the Just Dance one I got, and it's still closed <laughs> up. It's still, like, wrapped up. Right. It's because you bought I'll it. I'll do it with you. Yeah, yeah Just Dance. Yeah, and, Let's well, do that's it. A good point. That is actually a good point, though. There are also a lot of games out there that help you move around. Yeah. In fact, that's why Nintendo, what's Nintendo's best known for is, like, a couple generations ago was we fit and we sports and it got everybody in the living room involved and active and we are getting to that point now where if you guys saw ready player one the movie that contraption that harness that they, they were in we're gonna have that in our living rooms i Haptics. think less than 10 years Haptics, i think yeah, yeah I well think ray it's funny when when we when we play or whatever when we came out right that was like the whole like i'm like oh thank god there's like something like you gotta you gotta move and you gotta dance you gotta yes. step like this actually might be the answer and you got to, you know, you could play tennis mm-hmm. and then, you know, kids are hitting each other with the tennis thing, you know, but it just, but, but it, you could see where you could get excited about that part, but it's right. still, it's, it's over, you know, but I think to Lee's point though, like, and, and I think that we see this with all the kids is that the games are so real. They're so accessible. <laughs> it's so e- I could see how the kids could get sucked in because yeah. like, like Christy said it, I, I play Tetris. How long did you play Tetris? You know, back then, not not today's Tetris. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on. There's virtual but, reality Tetris Mike, yeah, that I, would blow I'm your sure mind. Like a, a I'm not even lying. Out and bite you or something like that. That's fine. Right. But I think so. But, listen, so that's uh, sorry. I have to but, be a good host here because we are absolutely yeah, running yeah. out of time, and I know Christy has got to go. So this is the <laughs> deal. This is how I want to end this because there's one one final question, right? So to kind of merge my worlds here, you know, you can dread it, you can run from it, but in the end, it's all the same. This industry is not going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So to anyone listening, to anyone watching, to Christy, to Mike, you can fight it all you want. It, it, I'm not saying you're fighting it. You know what I mean? It's, it's only going to get bigger. And as Ray alluded to, and Ray, I want you to go into kind of what the future looks like. This, we're just getting started in this industry. Virtual yeah. reality is absolutely coming. We will have headsets on. We will have haptic suits on. They will become more real. And that's the thing is I'm trying to say to parents out there is you need to invest some time into just understanding the gaming world a little bit. And again, I don't mean like you've got to sit down, try and be your kid's best friend, play the game with them, all right, or her, all right? But have an idea, all right? Like, again, real quick, Ray, before you jump in, you know, one of the negative things about communities right now is we just had a, a professional athlete use an anti-Semitic slur on a game. Yes. Right. So you do need to monitor who's in there. What words are they hearing? What mm-hmm. words are they learning? And parent, you don't say that word. Here's why. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't let them normalize those words. But Ray, again, the future of gaming, because I really want to impress upon our audience that the, the, and every, every parent, parent generation goes through this, this phase of like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And it's okay. We all go through that. 
where is this industry going? What can parents do to be better involved? And obviously any final thoughts that you may have. Well, I mean, I think in terms of being better involved is just just sit down when your kid's playing and, and talk to them and just ask like some simple questions and be like, so what's the objective of this game? What what's what's you what are you doing? What do you get out of this? Just just talk to me. You don't have to understand everything about it, but you know, my, some of my favorite memories was when my mom would sit next to me and watch me play Ninja Turtles, uh, Team Team NT two on the the arcade game, and she had no idea what I was doing, but she would sit and she'd ask questions and like she understood, you know, and she was kind of I mean, especially at that time, she's like, well, it's just like you're playing the cartoon, but you're actually controlling the turtle. That's cool. And then of course later on, now you know she'll see me once you know once in a while she comes visit or whatever she's like she'll watch me uh, play madden and she's like you're, you're this is a game right this isn't the actual <laughs> game on television you're playing this i'm like yeah mom i'm the one playing the giants are winning that's how you know it's a video game for real. um so right. she uh you know but it's still it's it's still something nice where i think if you just sit there and kind of just watch and just ask questions sometimes i think it's actually good bonding time you know, me and my dad used to go to the arcades all the time, and it was something that we bonded over for a long time uh, was games and, and whatnot. So I definitely think that's a great way for parents to just get involved. It's just it might be boring to you. You might not get it. But trust me, your kid appreciates you being there while they play. It means a lot. Um, in terms of the future, like Lee mentioned, we are in we are virtual reality is not going anywhere. It is here. We have multiple headsets on the market. They are now we are now working on the way of making them completely wireless. Right now, the VR headsets are still wired to a system in your television, but we're getting to the point now where you can get more free range of movement, where you can get them wireless, and where you can get, get to the point where, like, like I was saying earlier. I think we are less than 10 years away from getting like treadmills and active haptic suits. And we already have the technology. It's only a matter of making it affordable and downsizing it to the point where um, people can have it in their homes, right? There's actually a lot of experiences out there where full buildings have been renovated to the point where they're full virtual reality experiences, where you go climbing and jumping and swinging across a, a pit, right? Like, so... Uh, you know, there's a Star Wars one out here in LA that people were going wild for, which Lee still hasn't come and visited to go play with me. But um, I'm, just, I'm kidding, buddy. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 one of those. It's we are going to get to the point where those experiences that are now in warehouses, like a lot of other things, like the computer, like I was saying earlier, they used to be the size of rooms and buildings. Now that now all the processing power is the size of your pinky. Amazing. It's going to happen with 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 this virtual reality experience, and I say probably by 2030. We are going to have that stuff in our living room, treadmills, haptic suits, full virtual reality. And it's going to be up to the parents to tap you on the shoulder in real life and yank that headset off and be like, it's time, it's time for dinner. So, well, just, Christy, you were my litmus test. I know you got to go. You were my litmus test on this episode of with whether or not we accomplished some really good information. Did we do yes. our job? There we Bring go. back Pong. <laughs> All right. That's going to have to do it for this episode. Christy has to go do the news. So Ray, first off, thanks so much for being here and enlighten us with your knowledge and your wisdom on this. I think it was really educational. If you have any questions, please, where can people find you, Ray? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Ray Carcillo. You can uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Obviously, uh, me and Lee do a weekly podcast also called Geeks Who Like Sports. You can email me at any time, Ray at Geeks Who Like Sports. Uh, One last thing. I want to thank you. You really did help me a lot. And I was just joking, but it, this was great. I learned a lot and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm looking forward to the future. I can't wait to see what's going to come, what's going to happen. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad I was here to help, uh, to help calm, you know, calm the fears and whatnot. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not Christy, so bad. It's going to be okay. Ray will play you in Palm, just so you know. Yeah. I'm really good. <laughs> I just tell you.
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. As always, if you want to see more episodes, visit us on OurKidsPlayHockey.com. You can listen to the podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. Once again, for Ray Carcillo, Christy Casciano, Burns, Mike Benelli, I'm Lee Elias. Thanks so much for watching this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Yeah.